your name on this shit. One, two, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Crush Show Podcast with your host, Crush the Legend, aka Carly Crush. And tonight, special guest, Philadelphia legendary DJ, South Philly legendary DJ in hip hop and DJ historian is in effect. I see right now, South Philly stand up, North Philly stand up, West Philly stand up and all around the Tri-State area from my brother from another longtime friend for 40 plus years. Give it up for the legendary DJ Spin. What's up, Spin? What's going on, baby? Carly Cross, what's good, my homies? Nothing, man. Listen, it's a high appreciation to have you here on this podcast to share not just hip-hop knowledge, but the true hip-hop knowledge of Philly. Because a lot of people do not know about the true history of Philly. And last week, I was able to have the godfather of rap in Philly, the legendary Robbie B. I was the only person he ever gave an interview to since he retired from the game back in the early 90s. And um, I said to myself, I have to get someone else up on there. And uh, it's a few people that's online to come on, but you're the next available one. So, yo, brother, let's have it. How you feeling? Man, I'm chilling, man. It's trying to grow old gracefully, man. Staying out the way. You know what I mean? Staying in my lane. Alright, cool, cool. So let's not drag it out, man. We can rock out for as long as you want. Let's get to it, man. So uh, let me start off with asking you this question. What was your inspiration behind DJing? Man, you had me digging in the archives for this one here. Had <laughs> me digging in the archives. Um... I think I got hit, man. Um, I was walking past, um, I was walking past Barrett Schoolyard at the time. You know, um, that was like a place where a lot of DJs played at. You know, they just hook up in the light pool, put their wire down, set up, and just rock out. Um, the first DJ I actually seen do a live was um, Nick Nasty. A lot of people don't remember him. He was like kind of like before the Hill and Nell. Was it was on the same platform, but that was, that was the first person that I was actually introduced to was Nick Nasty. Yeah. Um, he had a partner in crime with him too, um, Howie G. Okay, um, right. I remember him. Yeah, Howie G. And um, and I'm walking past the schoolyard. Hell, this music come over there, and I'm like, yo, had the little red lights out there, the rope covering everything off. There was a lot of people over there, and I think. Right then and there, I was like, yo, I like this. So I would kind of like follow up. You know, back then, there wasn't no social media. It was just, everything was like through flyers or just word of mouth. So every time they would do something, you know, I would slide through. Um, secondly, um, went over Brad again. This time, it was, a, it was another group of DJs. There was another crew over there, um, the South East Speed Boys. Okay, um, but uh, the brothers of uh, Ruben and, and, and Cash. And Cash, yeah. Uh, I, before you go on, let me ask you this question. Okay, when you uh, first uh, seen Nick Nasty, do you remember the year that was? Man, they had to be every bit of like, sheesh. I want to say that was like 80, I want to say like maybe 82. Mm. 
like 82, something like that. And I was a buck. Right, you right. You know what I mean? Back then, I was just really in bikes and spinning tops and just, you know, <laughs> just doing crazy shit back then. But, you know, I got hit with that bug, man. Nick was, um, I like Nick, but I think Howie G was a little bit more like his style of DJing back then. I, he had me tuned in at him, you know what I mean? So, right, I mean, right. they both was nice, but it was just something about Howie, man, that it's kind of like, I'm feeling this dude, you know what I mean? Um, Speed Boys come over there, Grand Wizard Ruben, yo. I will never forget this song, I remember this shit like it was yesterday. I'm Apache, he was playing that, man, he was just going in on his record, man, for about, for about 15 minutes straight. He was, you know, back then, DJs used to go on a record, especially their favorite record, for like 10, 15 minutes straight. I mean, he was just like killing that. Um, seen him a few times, seen him with DJs too. But yeah. what got me in the game, what got me to really say, you know what, it's time, Grandmaster Nell. Mm. Okay, now before you go on with Nell, I want to ask you something about Ruben. Now, it's funny that you say that because early, earlier today, I had a conversation with one of the crew members, um, E Drummond, my man DJ E. And um, we were talking about that. And what I'm trying to get at is that he spoke about Ruben being like the best fucking blender in the tri-state area, man. And um, I can't remember the name, but I would get with Eric soon. Um, He was telling me about someone who was um, DJing on the radio. And Ruben was the one who taught him how to blend. And that did come back to memory because I even rocked out with them a few times. And, um, yeah, yeah, he can blend, man. He might, wasn't the best scratcher or cutter, but he was nice with it. Don't, don't get that twisted. But his blending, yeah, man, I have to say hands down. He's about the best blender I heard of, one of the best. Now, um, go on with you. power, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they, they, they carry power. Let me tell you a little quick story. Let me quick, let me tell you a quick story about him. Um, I seen him and Ali J. Mm, shout out to Ali J. Ali J, you know, he was the man with that sound system. Um, they was bad on, so Ali J went to go turn his music on and stuff. You know, they were setting up with everything, and he was just, like, cranking it. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't let Rude crank. You know, Rude was like, oh, I can't crank. He was like, I'll be back. About a half hour later, man, he pulled up with some old dresses, like the long wooden dresses. Everybody was laughing, like, yo, what are you moving or something? You know, yo, he pulled these Jones out. I think it was like two of them. He set them Jones up, cuz, but as I was speaking, it was a rat. Mm. <laughs> that was like the funniest battle that I've seen. You know, I've never seen anything like that. Somebody using dresses and shit. You right. Know I, mean? I don't know. How, I don't even know how he even hooked it up. But Rue was always a, a, a interesting dude, man. He'd take something, man. He'd, he'd take nothing to make it into something. Right. That's that's true. And I think that was the round between '83 and '84. I can remember because uh, exactly. I, I think I was there at the time. I can't remember the location, but. You was about to, um, you was taught my grandmaster, no, so what you going with that? No, I seen him, this was, um, so this was like 83, 84, this was right before Wilson Good became mayor. Ooh. They had a block party on, um, 16th and, I believe, Bainbridge or Fitzwater Street. Yes. And that was the first time I physically saw Nell, like the first time I physically saw him, and, um, he had the, uh, what he had, the um, gazelles on with the red polo shirt. He had a pair of Alessio jeans with the permanent creases in them. Oh, wow, you going back. And the red and white 
like top ten with the, with the New York swings with the tongue hanging out. You know, he was like fly ball back then. Yes. You know, I so said that caught my eye, and he was killing it. So, like after that, um, this I think that next year I was going to bed. And before I actually started DJing, um, I used to bang on tables. Right. Like in the classroom, we had like oh, yeah, rap, we all we did that. rappers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had rappers. I was like the beat man. You know, I would just bang on the beat, whatever. But it was interesting how I did it, though, because I used just not just my hands, but like I had a pencil. The pencil was like my symbols, you know what I mean? Right, And right. it was just crazy when you, if you just like kind of imagine, it's like, what the hell was he talking about? But we had a big crowd around. Um, people would just was spit, man. It was just like doing lunch period. Right. Um, we had a substitute teaching me in class. We cutting up. We just bang on the desk, man, and just rock out. Right. You it's, know what I mean? It's uh, not to cut you off, but um, I have to um, chime in on that because um, I was classmates. We were classmates at one time in biology class. And right. um, what I was about to say, me and Monty G used to be in the same workshop class over, over in Southern. So right. I knew... Know exactly what you're saying, and I can even go far as back as um Barrett, and um even even in elementary school, man, because you know that's what we did, especially us b boys, us DJs, MCs, dancers. You know, we was a part of that hip hop culture. We was banging on tables, and we couldn't do anything else within the culture with the different um genres of it. You know what I mean? But go ahead. Right. Yeah, so we was doing that. That was like seventh when I first started doing that. That was like seventh grade, and um, eighth grade is when um, I was just kind of forced to be a DJ. Um, I used to have homies come over to, um over to the crib. Right. My mom had this one turntable with this receiver, and I would scratch on that. And the receiver knob, the, the volume button, that was my fader. Right. You know. And they used to be like, yo, so, you know, I used to be, you know, I used to be killing that. So I would brag, I DJ and everything, right? And, um, the brother name, I haven't seen him again. I don't even know if he's still around anymore. Um, Linnell Bird, he was a classmate of mine. Um, he had an older brother named Bill that was DJing. And they did a house party. So I'm telling everybody, I'm, I'm going to the house party. I'm going I'm to do this and do that, whatever, right? His brother let me get on. Because it was just like, I was stuck. I didn't know what the hell a fader was, mm. how to cure a record up. You know, and right. anybody came to see me, you know what I mean? It was embarrassing, man. So, Monday, went back to school. Monday, you know, they clowned me. And I was like, that's the last time I'm had people clown me like that. I'm going to really get into it, you know. And um, slowly but surely, man, um, I just started getting into it. But um, I didn't really jump into it until... I kind of hooked up with some guys I used to hang with, you know, back in the day of 17 with Dickinson. Um, shout out to the Star Crew. The Boulevard. Shout out to the Bully. Shout out to the Star Crew. Mellow C, Baritone, Disco B, Cooley T, and Rest in Peace, Monty Mott. Right. You know, um, we put together, you know, because they was rapping and stuff, so um, we just kind of put some things together, man, saved up, got some stuff. Started practicing, and um, we started practicing, man. It just kind of, it just kind of took off. And um, Ted was my backup DJ, so we used to argue where the stuff was going to be, where the stuff was going to be at. So of course I'm like, no, this stuff will be over my house, whatever stuff. You know, he wanted, he wanted in his crib. So we just going back and forth about that. You know, we started doing, um, we started doing house parties and stuff. 
Right. And, um, I used to be there. House parties. <laughs> man, we was doing house parties, man. I think I toured the whole South Philly just doing house parties, man. Yes, you did. You know, oh. the infamous house party was on um, 17th of Dickinson. My man Rob we used to DJ in his mom's house like every week. Right. And it was just like the crowd just grew. The crowd grew, so I just started practicing more. And you know, with practicing and being good, man, it drew us envy from other people who was DJing. You know, back then, you know, everybody had their own DJ. Uh, Fifth Street had their DJ. Right. If I if I'm mistaken, I think Easy Mike and Nishu was representing Fifth Street. If I'm mistaken, exactly. Um, Seventh Street. Um, it was Scratch Master Dave. Shout out to Dave. He was a na- he was a nasty boy, man. Yes, he was somebody he was. I really was kind of like, yo, I gotta I gotta stay on top of my game. Um, then you had 13th Street. You know, you had um, you had Molly Moore down there. Yeah, the Eminem crew. Yeah, Molly Moore and the boy Preston. Right. Um, they was down there. Um, you know, across the tracks, you know, you had Ruben, um, Nell, you had DJ Darren, and then um, 24th Street, um, Reggie Rez, and You know, 24th Street, 28th Street, um, who was they DJ? I can't even think of the board name, but they had a DJ up there too, it was tight. Yeah. And then you had Passion. Yeah, Pass Jump, yeah, Wilson, and then you had um you had Tasker. I think Steve was out Wilson. I forget the boy was out Tasker, then you got um Cheese from out um Pass I'm gonna tell you a little story about him in a second too. Shout out to but, um before you go on, listen people, shout out to Pass Jump and shout out to the legendary DJ Cheese. Um, a lot of people may not know about this brother. He is definitely unsung and he's one of my top five DJs of Philly all time and um like Spin said he would get into a story about that but anybody who ever experienced the house party seeing his brother get down he was something to see I mean we had a lot more than Jazzy Jeff and Cash Money and so forth go on DJ Spin yeah man she's actually um he was the actually one of the first DJs that I um that I bumped into. Oh, shout out to DJ Jazz too. He was another um Yes, DJ Jazz, Larry B DJ. Yeah, he was he was another DJ. He was just ridiculously nasty. Period. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, uh there was some people that were trying to get us to battle, but man, it was real tight. We just kinda laughed at it, you know what I mean? We laughed it off, whatever. But she's um we went over something the same year. And at that time, uh, Montreal, um, he was like the, some type of president over there. He was in the 12th grade at the time. Yeah, I was a grade um, or two um, behind y'all. Yeah, he, um, so we come over there, so it was just me and Cheese. You know what I mean? It was kind of talk back and forth, who's the best and all this type of stuff. So um, they, they set up, a, I think, Flash at the battle up. Um, we battled down 7th Street, 7th Street at the, um, at the Ford Recreation Center. I was there. I was with you. That's when, around the time you started, uh, it was like around the end of the Star Crew and the beginning of the Star Crew, too, I think. Right. Exactly. So, we went down there. It was a Friday night. Man, that joint was crazy packed. We had Bach. We had all the schools that was popping back, you know, that, that came through there. Southern, Bach. It was just everybody. Um... We got it in that night, you know what I mean? Um, rock, Rocky Mount, straight slowly, right? Straight yeah, I remember slowly. that. Like, this dude is I a, remember that. Like this dude is a joke. 
um, story flashed on me was after that battle that night, um, they took their stuff on, C's went right in his room, and was like, I'm gonna battle that nigga again. So from that night that he lost, he practiced, 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 so we set up another battle. Seconds at the same place. Right. We go down there, C's just. He was a whole different person. Yes, he, he was, was a whole different per- He was a whole different person. I even had I took my earphones off and like, hold up. And the fuck I'm hearing what I'm really hearing from this dude. He killed me. He beat me fair and square. Went over there, shook his hand. Right. You know what I mean? So now we tied now. The third battle was an in-house battle. Only a few people that know about it was there. Um, Randy was there. Flash was there. I think Pop Hannon was there. I think um, Todd Jones was there, too. Todd, yeah. We was in C's room. And, you know, they kind of started, the, you know, you know talking smack. You know, we, we, we blown. We get, I mean, we smoking weed and drinking um, whatever was popping back then. OE, whatever. You know, we getting fucked up. And um, Randy said something. And C's looked at me and I looked at him. He was like, what's up? So we was just going at it. So you couldn't even determine who won. You couldn't even determine who won. After that, me and she's linked up. Right. And I we mean. just started going. We just started going everywhere. I, I kind of fast forward some things, man. One thing I want to clear something too. Before there was a Star Crew, I was with another group before the Star Crew. Um, Grand Wizard Ron. Shout out to Moose. Grand Wizard Ron. Big Moose. Uh, Moose is DJing too. Moose put. I'm like this. This is going to blow your mind when I tell you this. I was a DJ. Jazz Fresh, Spoonie Ray, and Wiggles from 24C. Moose called the Freedom Three. Oh my wow. God! So you it said was unfair. this was actually before Rasheed and MC Shelton came along, right? Okay. Shout out to them too, but they were some harmonizing dudes, man. Yes, Robbie some- B said that too. <laughs> Shout out to Robbie B. Shout out to Shelton. Yeah, the boys is nice. You know, we, we was a squad for a minute, but we just kind of like, you know, went our separate ways or whatever. But I thought to myself, man, uh, we would have we stayed together. You know, it would have been no star crew, of course, but we'd have stayed together because we'd have made some things happen. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's that's like dream team type of lineup. Um, the people, um, don't know um, what we we're talking about. These brothers was mad talented. Shout out to Wig C, one of the one of the best MCs I, I ever heard signed to unsign in my life. Um, right. Yeah, Spoonie Ray, um, rest in peace. Shout out to him too. He was another brother that was a monster. You know, it's a lot of gems here in Philly and um. Before we get around to the rest of the hip hop world, we're gonna make sure that you um people um get the full 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 story on hip hop here in Philly. Go ahead, Spin. Yeah, um like we was a squad but, but fast forward, uh me and C's, you know, we was like we was like a dynamic duo. We were just going around just just slaughtering parties and stuff. And yeah, then came and then came the infamous battle over St. Charles Skating Ring. Oh my goodness, talk about it. The infamous battle, it was a collection of 10 DJs. Mm. It was 10 DJs. Um, David L. Sadden, who was the city council at the time, uh, we went up to this office on Point Breeze and we all picked from a hat. 
Right. So everybody picked the number. I picked number 10. I said, oh, y'all in trouble. Y'all motherfuckers are in trouble. Fast forward, um, I didn't even see like the first seven DJs who performed. I didn't even care. I came late. I did some grand interest type shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember that. That's why every time I see um the movie Juice, man, I get goosebumps because it kind of be mommy. It kind of put me in that in that in that space, man. So I came up in there. It was like people were like, "Oh shit!" You know, it was like on a pop. And somebody had just got off. Another DJ went on. Then I came on. Only played two records and they stopped it. Mm-hmm. I played two records. One one record I let them rap off of. It was the second record, uh, Pump Me Up. Yeah. Not the, not, not the original Pump Me Up by Trouble Funk, but Millie Mel had a Pump Me Up version. Exactly. You know, and um, I did that thing on them, man. They stopped it. Like, I was in the middle of a cut, and they just stopped it, gave me a trophy. I was there. Um, wow. That that That's something that, if anybody that was there, if there's a lot of things they won't remember, that... That should be one of the things that they remember. Um, I was there, man, and yeah, wow, it, it was mind blowing, definitely mind blowing. Let me ask you a question. Um, now, when it when it comes to um, the art of DJing, right? What is the most important rule? What's rule number one on the art of being? A DJ. To me, man, like at least like consistency and discipline. Like it's a lot of DJs now, man. Like you know, they just come out, they get a laptop, and they automatically DJs. You gotta put time in that shit, man. Like when all your homies playing basketball, you got to be like, yo, I'm hollering till later, and you go in the basement to practice for like four or five hours straight. Yes. So the next time these dudes see you, man, and hear you, they like, man, like. But the other DJs that I went up against, I know even to this day, man, I'm not saying no names. I know a lot of people are like, yo, come on, spend like, stop playing. Tell us what the fuck you talking about. This DJs to this day still mad at me about that night. Yeah, I know. That was over 30 years ago, cuz. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, brother, if you want to speak on it, speak on it, man. That's, that's what my podcast is about. It's unfiltered. It's, it's it's all facts. Um, it's about expressing your full your full thoughts, your truest thoughts, man. And and, and it's, it's it's created to just not entertain people, but to to um, educate them and in in entertainment and, and history right. on it, bro. So I mean, it's no need for you to hold back and hey, we men are all men, bro. Yeah, it, it, was, it was quite a few DJs, man. You know, they give me that, they, they, you know, they pump fake when they speak. But in the back of their mind, they like, yo, I want to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they knew, that they, knew, they knew they couldn't fuck with me on a one-on-one. On yeah. I was too ahead of the, I was too ahead of the game with them dudes, man. After the, at the nail class, after that class, I was ahead of them dudes for a number of reasons. Number one, music is just in me. Period. You know what I mean? That's just something I love to do. I took that real serious, man. And um, I just felt that that time I, I didn't get my just due. I just felt that that time, man, that I was I was I was the best at the nail. I just felt that I was like I was I was I'm gonna say I was one of the best. I was definitely one of the best. Yeah. And um, 
with, 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 with that being said, let me ask you a question. Now, it, it, it's been um, a legend rumor going on for years that you were performing somewhere. Can't remember the location, but you went on, you know, before Jazzy Jeff did, the legendary DJ Jazzy Jeff. And right. Them motherfuckers pulled the plug on you because they was messed up in the head of what you was putting down on the turntable. Is that is that a fact? Oh, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I'm gonna tell you the well, first of all, I'm gonna tell you the location. It was Ken Graves. Okay. That was a location. Um, Jazzy Jeff at the time he was with this um this crew called it was called the Network Crew. Okay. And that's the first time I actually seen Jazzy Jeff on the flip. I mean, you know, I heard his mixtapes and all that, you know. But, you know, back then, you try to put a picture, you try to put a face with the, um, you know, how they cut. Right. And I seen him, I'm like, that's Jeff? That can't be Jazzy Jeff. You know, he had them thick glasses on back then. Right, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, what the fuck is this, you know what I mean? And, um, and they was trying to actually, man, him actually came close. If he can remember, he would tell you. We came damn near close to battling. We damn near came that close. I forget what happened. I think the plug thing that was one of the that was one of the issues, and it happened twice. And it just kind of like I just got tired of it. My homie was like, "Man, let's get the fuck out of here, whatever." You know what I mean? But if they wasn't pulling the plug, I think that battle would have happened. Yeah, because um, from some people who was there, I, I I wasn't there, but for some people who was there around the city. That um know that I'm from the same part of town as you, and when I told them that I was quite familiar with you and rocked out with you, they they told me that you know you had the crowd like fucked up, and you know that was really one of the reasons why um they pulled the plug on you twice because you know at that time you know his name was buzzing very heavy. You, you understand what I'm saying? His name was buzzing like Nels, and um. You know, at that time, he had every right to feel somewhat untouchable. But, right. nonetheless, man, they don't know, man, from our, our part of town, man. There's right. a lot of talented um, DJs and MCs. But, um, as I may ask, would you please go on with the story? And you gotta look at it, too, though, Crush. I was a young boy. See, some dudes is older than me. I mean, they was older than me. Right, exactly. So, for a young dude... Be sounding like that at that time was unheard of, you know, before the like the Miz and everybody else came out, exactly. You know what I mean, it was just it was just unheard of, and I was trying to make a name for myself, you know what I mean. Um, the dangerous part about me is I can sound like anybody, right? I can sound like I can sound like anybody along with my style, so that's what made me after that cheese loss. I'm gonna tell you something after that cheese loss, I just kind of stepped my game up. Right, right. I was like, you know, I'm gonna just start doing stuff a little different. You know what I mean? Um, one of my influences in DJing, actually, my lord, my top, my top DJs, my top DJs in no particular order. But we already know Jazzy Jeff and Cash Money got the first two slots. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't even want to get into who's best between them. So actually, yes, I am. Fuck that. Cause that conversation been going on for years. Um. My opinion, Jazzy Jeff and Cash Money, 
gotta give it to cash money. And I tell you my reason for that. Cash money just go into records like Jeff don't go into records. He go he really go in on records, man. It's like he just nasty with it, but Jeff was just like he was mistake free. He really made mistakes. Exactly. He really made if it was a mistake, he wouldn't even catch it. Right. Yeah, Jeff you know Jeff, I mean? Jeff was very light handed. He had excellent hand and rhythm control and yeah, he was just so neat and and, 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 and aggressive and smooth at the same time, man. So yeah, shout but out to you. But you know, back that. then, you know, back then we couldn't sound like um it was hard to sound like Jeff and Cash. Number one, um the teacher that they had, um, if for those who don't know, um, they cast money and Jazzy Jeff influence with these um with DJ Grand Wizard Rashin. Right, from our Southwest. Yeah, from Southwest. I mean, he, I mean, to this day, he still, you know, he pop up here and there, but that oh, was, yeah. it was heavily influenced by him. So, they style come from this one man. Right. I used to look at these two as DJ guys. So, it made me think, like, if they DJ guys, he got to be, he's like, you know what I mean? He's right. a god of guys, in my opinion. Right, right. Makes sense. You know what I mean? So, them two, um, like I said, no particular order. Um, next in line with that is Lightning Rich. Yes, rest in peace, Lightning Rich. You would never hear another DJ like him, man. Exactly. Period. He's in my top yeah. five. Yeah, Lightning Rich. Mm. Grandmaster Nell. Yes. The last, the last spot gonna be a little tricky. It's gonna be a little tricky. It's kind of like a. Uh, it's a, it's it's a, it's a toss up. Cause I mean, I'm a fan of DJing too. To me, it's a toss-up between Miz and Tap Money. Okay. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Yeah, I got to get that edge. I got to get that edge to Miz. Because yeah. Miz said that he was, a, he was, he was aggressive. Yeah, you know, man. he was an aggressive-ass young boy. I'm like, yo, this dude here. I'm about to watch out for this dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, was nasty. yeah. But they my top, um, they my top, they my top five. I mean, some honorable, um, mentions and everything, um, Spin Bad. Yes. Um, Spin Bad, Master Vic, um, DJ Bones, you know, um, oh, and DJ Doodles. A lot yes. of people don't know about him. Yeah, Doodles. He's, he's, he's one of them. I, can, I can just watch and listen to him all day, man. Yes. YouTube these guys, if y'all don't know about them, DJ Doodles. Uh, yeah. Vicious, man. Smooth. Yes. And he digs in the crates. Crazy. Dewey. Oh, he on 45s now. Yeah, he don't yeah. He do Serato. He, he just break out of 45s and just kill it. <laughs> right, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, he kill it. That's, that's interesting, man. Um, give, give, give us a few other um, honorable mentions if you have any. Um, oh, definitely cheese. Cheese. Definitely cheese. He should have been, you know, like I said, it's really no order, but Cheese was the only DJ to beat me. Right, I know this. He the only DJ that ever beat me, like, period. Like, hands down, he beat me fair and square. Right. You know, he beat me fair and square. And after that, I was like, I ain't taking no more else. Right. But, you know what I mean? I had to get that for credit because he really. I was the, there. The, the part that I respect him, about him. The part I respect about him, right after the battle, he went home the same night and was practicing. Like, he was he was adamant on beating me. Right. And then we had to go back to school and hear all this, too. 
Yeah, it was it was the talk of the of of the whole South Philly for a minute, man. So people couldn't wait until the next time, you know. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get didn't get a chance to see the um the third battle, which um kind of remind me of Jack Mon and uh, Bruce Lee. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? No, they had cell phones. They had cell phones back then. Trust me, it had been recorded. Yeah, yeah. Um funny you say that because we we can talk about it um give people um this information um orally more so than individuals so you know if social media was around back then my goodness they think they see some mind-blowing things now man they they don't understand they they couldn't fathom in the wildest imagination right um Another question for you. Um, give me another um, important um, part of DJing because I know there's um, a lot of different um, styles of DJing with the with the juggling and the blending and um, the scratching and um, your music selection and things like that. What's the what's the second most important thing in the art of DJing? You have to constantly, on a fly, you have to constantly reinvent yourself. Okay. You want to try to put things together, man, that don't sound like nobody else. Like, it's a lot of great DJs out here, man, who's not into scratching. Um, right. DJs that I, like, um, like back in the day, I mean, DJ Ran. Right. He was nasty. DJ Ran. Um, what's the boy? I don't even listen to radio that much no more. Um, Doc B. Yeah, Doc B. Doc Doc B, man, like, <laughs> that boy, man, he, he, he loves his class. I mean, you know, you can tell who really loves DJ, man, the way they play. Right. You know what I mean? He really, he really loves his class, man. You have, I mean, it's, it's other DJs, um, Jay Ski, um, you got Jay Ski in the mix, he was, he was one of my, um, he's one of my favorite DJs, too, and, um, DJ Revolution. Yeah. He took it to another level, man. DJ Revolution, he took it to another level. So, like I said, like as a DJ, you have to constantly reinvent this stuff because there's so much new stuff that's coming about. You know what I mean? But now with this um this technology and everything, man, it takes away a lot of the art form. You know, pretty much pushing buttons and um this new art form, man. I don't like it because when you DJing with Serato, you have a cheat, you have a cheat sheet in front of you. Right. For those who don't know what I mean, what I mean by the cheat sheet is you can have a list of you and your program and you click, let's just say you just click the old school creep. So all the songs is locked up by BPM. So you can never miss a beat with the blends. Right. You know, I stay away from that. Um, I unscramble my library and I take away the BPMs and I just kind of play it by ear. Right. You know, that, that's like a true DJ right there. You know what I mean? Right. That, that BPM, that don't, you know, anybody can beat match. It's, it's right there for you. So, I don't, I don't really respect that part of it. Right. You know, but it is what it is, man. You know, this this whole thing is just evolving, man. It's, it's, it's on some next level shit. Right. You could say that um, being a DJ is, is like being a musician. Pretty much. And you definitely know, you definitely had to know how to read your crowd, man. Like, I had some tough crowds, man, where I thought, you know, I can read them. In some cases, man, you can be playing whatever it is you're playing that's popping. You won't get no response from them. 
Right. Part of it can be like, you know, they're not really party heads like that or just a lot of other stuff going on. You know what I mean? So what's makes, you know, at the end of the night, you know, they go, like, yeah, that DJ was whack, whatever. It wasn't that DJ was whack. It was just like, you know, he's playing, you know, if you're playing for like 500 people, man, stuff like that, you can't please everybody. Right. You can't, you just can't please everybody. But um, one rule of thumb, man, you always got to keep somebody on the dance floor. Yeah. I don't care if it's four people out there, you got to keep somebody on the floor. Because you come into a party, anybody on the floor, you like, man, this party fucked up. Like, I'm out. Right. You know what I mean? So, that, that's that with that, man. And you got to know your music, too. Exactly. You know, I'm not talking about this new trendy stuff. I'm talking about, like, you know, going back. You got to know your music, man, because, like, what I get now from doing, like, young parties, they one-dimensional. They only want to hear one type of music. You know, back then, you know, we can listen to reggae. You know, we can do um, house music, um, throwback, old school, break beats. You know, we had a whole selection of stuff we can, you know, we can, you know, bob our heads to. They just stuck on one thing. So it's kind of, you know... It's kind of hard to play for them too because they don't even dance anyway. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're sitting by their head and that be it. Mm. So. Yeah. It's got to kind of keep your head to the street, man. And it's good to know some young DJs too to ask them what's popping, you know. So. Now, um. Do you all remember anything about the Philly and New York battle? New York battle. Oh, well, Philly always had the DJs. Bottom line, right? We always had the DJs. Well, the DJs from New York, um, but at the time, to me, I think New York's top DJs at that time, back then, she's um, Mixmaster Ice from UTFO. Yes, Mixmaster Ice. It's another DJ people overlook, but he was his showmanship was crazy. Um, Cutmaster DC. Mm-hmm. He was just, he was crazy with it. Um, LL DJ, um, not, um, Bobcat. Cut Creator? Yeah, Cut Creator. Then, yeah, then he, you know, he switched over to Bobcat, too. Right. On the latest on you, he got, Bobcat was nice. Right. Bobcat, he was, that, that boy was tight. Um, who else? I said, Next Master Ice. Um, oh, uh, Grandmaster Beast Moodini. I knew it. Yeah, he was nasty, man. He was nasty. Yeah. He did the um, thing, they picked him up, they was trying to pull him away from the turntables, they had him up in the air, he still was cutting. I thought that was, that, that was nice, cuz, I, I ain't even hold you, I was like, I was dick, I was dick riding like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was dick riding on that drugs, I've never seen it. You know, so you gotta do something, man, that's different, man. Them guys, they cutting with handcuffs on. Matter of fact, you know what, even to this day, I still can't do this shit. Grandman Sennel is the only DJ that pulled off mixing with his elbow. I can never pull that shit off, that shit is too hard. Right. You know what I mean? So dudes like that, man, who take it, you know, take it a step ahead. That's what DJing is about, man. Being original and going outside of the box, man. You got to go outside of the box to get people's attention. You know what I mean? So, yeah, this DJing thing, man, it's, for me, man, it's forever. Right. Now, um, here's, here's a question that I, that I love to ask um, all DJs when I'm, uh, when I'm able to ask him if I'm in a discussion with him. Now, um, we all know that the um, the pay difference, the pay is totally different from um, back then to now. 
and um, me as um, being a fan of hip hop and being a fan of DJing and actually know how to do a little something myself from being around you guys and you know learning different things and just watching different things. Um, why is it that um, people that you uh, do events for don't change with the time far with the price because when I look at you know a lot of DJs that I know like yourself and, and many others you know I don't see you guys where these other DJs at you know getting top dollar because that that is a um that's a career you know people are not aware of it you know they make thousands and thousands of dollars you know and my question is to you how do you feel about that and also the first question that I asked Listen, with this DJing thing, man, what, what people don't know, I mean, you know, they don't want to pay, they want, they want top performance, but they don't want to pay top dollar. Um, a lot of that too, man, I see some places like, for instance, like some bars, right? They don't even have a DJ, they just rock off a jukebox. They rock off a jukebox all night long, you know what I mean? Music stop, you know what I mean? Next song, come on, whatever. They rock out all night with that. Um, and other things too, man, people don't realize how much DJ equipment costs now. Right. It's much, it's, much more expensive. It is a lot more expensive. You have, you have to have the best laptop. You have to have, a, you know, a MacBook. You know, MacBook, your, your DJ setup, whether you're using 12s or, um, or DJ controllers, you know, you want the top, you want the best performance. Like the, the DJ controller that um, I see a lot of people use. That shit costs over fifteen hundred dollars, but then these folks want to pay you like two hundred and two hundred fifty dollars to, to do something. But then they want you to bring all these big ass speakers out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's just that's just um that's too much. You know, if you paying top dollar for stuff, then you know you, you get all that. You know what I mean? And with DJing too, you know you always come across people with the homie discount. Okay, shout out to him. Tony B. I, I'm, I'm gonna give him a shout because he's doing stuff a lot of DJs don't do. Like he's a master at you know MCing and right. DJing. And he, he does it both. You know he interacts with the crowd and everything. It's a beautiful thing. You know a lot of DJs are not. Are, are, a lot of DJs are just mic shy. Right. You know, we can say some shit like, you know, yo, somebody got to move their car or, you know, <laughs> we might, you know, we might shout, you know, we don't get into all that shit, you know what I mean? Right. But, um, yeah, Tony B, man, he, I mean, he holding it down. Um, I just wanted to get back to being the fire spinner, though. I mean, I love him now, but I want, I just want Tony to get back to being the fire spinner. Okay. That's my man, love him to death. Cool, shout out to him. If, um... Where was the um 
your biggest crowd you ever rocked in front of? The biggest crowd? Man, sheesh. Um, well, I gotta say one of them, <laughs> I gotta say one of them was, uh, it could have been Kim Graves. Right. It, it, it could have been that, because that thing was like, it was just jam-packed up in there. Um, I, I, I can say Kim Graves, that would, it would have been Kim Graves. Um, the DJ battle we did over um, St. Charles. Right, yeah, that, that was like everybody, Yeah, everybody from every borough of the city, man, was there. Yeah. I can honestly say that. It was just wall to wall. It was just, it was, even the let out was crazy. It was hot in there too, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The let out was crazy. Um, walls was I, I had a couple of little outside battles too. Um, you know, it's like for instance, man, it's like for me, man. I always came across people pulling the plug on me. Right. I appreciate that shit. Right, right. <laughs> I appreciate that shit. Right. But, you know, on, on the DJ level, we can talk one thing, but on the flip side, you know, if you want to get personal, a lot of them DJs ain't fuck with me. They can say what they want to say behind my back, but, you know, face-to-face, yeah. face, you know, before I was DJing, I was, you know, I was one of those badass dudes, you know what I mean? So, I think DJing kept me in check. Right. That kept me in check, man. You know what I mean? Staying out of trouble and shit. So I just love to do what I do, man. Um, a lot of people, even for years, man, still follow me though. Right. They still follow me after all these years and stuff, man. You know what I mean? And I appreciate them. I appreciate them nonetheless. Mm. Oh, one more, I'm gonna say something too. Y'all gonna let a nigga retire soon? <laughs> I, I ain't gonna be like 60, like, you know, setting up for a block party of 20s. I'm not, I'm not gonna be doing that shit. I'm not. <laughs> no, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we, uh, in your last few years of DJing, man, hopefully that, that would be on, on a big network, man, and you pulling off some big events, man. That's, that's I already know my cutoff. I already know my cutoff point. You know what I mean? Right. My cut my cutoff point is five years. Okay, cool, cool. I, I mean, you know, um, Cash Money, you know, he just retired. Um, right. He just, I think it was last year. Yeah, last um, year, beginning of this year. Yeah, he retired, man. He was like, you know, I've, I've done all I can do. You know, the right. accolades that he has. You know, one. Of, I mean, Bill is one of the best DJs ever. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, he did his thing, and, you know what I mean, he gracefully you know, he hung the turntables up. Right. But one one of my dream um one of my dream sets one of my dream sets man is to rock out with Jeff and Cash Money. Right, no doubt. That would be a I know that's like asking for too much, you know what I mean? But that would be like a dream to me that would be like a dream set. That would be like the ultimate man. I, I couldn't I couldn't ask for nothing else. I couldn't ask for nothing else. Oh, I gotta share this with you too, Crush. Um, I did a block party some time back. This is like the early '90s, and I kept. Oh, a lot of people don't know the. Um, cause I had a lot of people like we know, but who taught you? I'm gonna give a big shout to my man Rick, Eric Hammond, Ricky Twix. Yes. He was. Um, he, he was. He was. He was my teacher. He was my teacher. Um, I couldn't really. Every time I used to go over his house. You know, I was left-handed. He was right-handed. So he used to always, like, you know, every time I come up, he's like, damn, I got to take the mix apart and put it on this side and everything. And uh, with that said, I was on a block party, and somebody was like, you all right, but you handicapped. 
Mm. I backed up like, fuck you mean I'm handicapped? You, you know the fuck I am? I was going into that mode. He never told me why. Like the third time he saw me, he was like, you still handicapped. And I took the headphones out. I'm like, yo, like, why do you keep saying I'm handicapped? He said, you only mix with your left hand. If you battle somebody that used to mix in the middle, it would destroy you. And mm. I thought about it, and I just started practicing with the mix in the middle, man. It took about three years to perfect my right hand. Right. And after that, man, I just kind of, you know, I just, I never looked back after that, man. Right. I never looked back. I think all DJs um, should know how to mix with the mix in the middle, man. Because definitely, I don't care how bad you are. I don't care how much you perfect that just using one hand. You get you get around a cat or get around in the set, you know, it don't even have to be a battle. They gonna outdo you. You know what I mean? They had some clubs they got some clubs in New York, right? That require DJs to use vinyl. Mm, a lot of DJs that. will be fucked up. A lot of DJs will be fucked up. They require that you use vinyl. Mm. So it was like a throwback old school night, they wanna see vinyl there. And the difference now with DJs and DJs like myself on records, let's just say like for instance, let's dance to the drummer's beat. We had to find that part in the record. We had to drop the needle to that exact, you know, spot. Exactly. On like these laptops. Yeah, you know, on these laptops, you just push a button and you right there. So that kind of, that's cheating, that kind of you know, there's no backspinning, you know. It's just it's just uh it, it's, it's crazy. But it's, I mean with it being the way it is now, it's more dangerous for me. I can, I can push a button now. That's it. It's more dangerous. So I, I was fast back then without the buttons. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, you do that. Then we had to evolve to, like, um, beat juggling, um, phasing, crabbing, hamster scratching. It's just like it's the scratch the DJ world right now is just so... So ahead of the game, man. If you if you into it like from a scratching standpoint, you got a lot to catch up on, man. It's a lot of they got DJ classes, cause they got DJ diagrams how scratch should come out. It's crazy now, man. Wow, it's crazy. I'm telling you, they got online DJ classes. Um, the board put up um put up this piece of paper, whatever. It was like diagrams and stuff on there, and this meant that you know you got to click it with two fingers. It's 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 nutty, man. I'm like, I got top of this shit. Right, right, cool. I got time for this. I do become natural, man. Right, cool. That's what's up, man. Um, before we wrap it up, man, we've been going for a minute. Um, is it anything that you want to um add on to anything that we spoke about previously tonight in the podcast? Um, to all the DJs, man, who still, you know, what I mean, who's still doing it from the original DJ, you know, standpoint. Keep rocking like that, you know. All this technology shit is cool, but keep it, keep it, you know, keep it, keep it real with that. I will also advise too, man. With a lot of DJs that starting out, I will advise them to really start off with turntables. Right, keep it organic. Because if you, yeah, if you doing a set, like they say, like you know, they they out they out in the party doing a set, whatever. They don't have no DJ controllers. They got turntables. You can't even rock out. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame, um, it was a stick with somebody that I wanted to pass a torch to. I wanted to, I wanted to, um, take out the wing before I retire. But he just, he don't have the time for it. He don't have the time for it, man. So I think that's the only person who could actually 
who's actually teachable, but you know, his, his head, he's in the streets and everything, so I kind of gave that shit up, you know right. what I mean? So, you know what I mean? So, I got another, another five years strong, y'all, after that, man, it's a wrap, I'm hanging, I'm hanging it up. Five years strong, I'm gonna hang it up. I'm gonna be like a palm mayor at the turntables. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, got you. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna hang that shit up, man. You know what I mean? Just live life. Cool, cool, man. Um, I think I, I have one more question before we wrap it up. Oh, wait, wait, I got something for you real quick for you ask question. You gotta hook it up where the, um, I can come on a jaw, man, and, and like do a set or something. You know what I mean? Cool. We can, we, we can make that like happen. That. We can make that happen. That's something I do have planned for the people. Yeah, a lot of people thought I lost it. You know what I mean? When he hit me in a while, they were like, this nigga probably lost it. No. Um, no, I'm, I'm still in the mix. <laughs> right, right. Um, before you go, man, you know, being, being, uh, a true hip hop cat, uh, legendary DJ by far. Um, give me your top five MCs of all time. Surely or just all around? All around. Shit. Um, in no particular order. Um, Kooji Rap. Ah, oh, one of my favorites. I'm gonna come out the gate with that. Coogee Rap, Nas, mm, Nas, Biggie, um, Tupac, I could mention Tupac, to me, I know, I know a lot of people would be like, what the fuck you talking about, to me, Tupac wasn't, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't the type dude, if I listen to him, and I got the be rewinding shit back, he, he, don't, he don't fit in that realm like a G-Rap, you know what I mean? Um, Rakim. Hell yeah. Rakim. Mmm. How many is this so far? Four? Yes. G-Rat, Nas, Biggie. Um, let me see. I got, I got, I'm gonna just go with Hove. The early Hove. Okay, the 90s Hove. Early yeah. 90s. Alright, cool, man. That's what's up. So listen. Shout out to everyone who listened to the podcast. This is The Crush. Big shout out to my brother from another longtime friend, legendary DJ, uh, one of my best friends, the legendary DJ Spin. It was, it was good having you on here, man. Um, stay tuned, man. We're going to bring you back to where you can... Uh, Display your skills and, and let the world know what you um what you up to date with, what you working with on the turntables. And the good thing about that, man, I know you gonna do it on vinyl, man. You can't you can't disappoint me on that, brother. You can't disappoint. No, me I'm not even listen. I'm not even gonna use no headphones on that either. I'm gonna just disrespect the game. I'm, I'm not gonna use. I don't even fuck headphones. They they just in the way. Alright, cool, cool. But listen, everybody, it's time to close out. Once again, I really appreciate everyone. Tuning in. This is The Crush. Thanks for listening to The Crush Show podcast. And I'll see you on the next one. Shout out to my man DJ Spin. Let's go. We out of here. Peace. Peace.